0: reviewing the year from Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas, no, Pashas Koyach, we're on page, we ended, we ended last week with the, with the heart-wrenching entry of the Hiligah Piyas of the Eish Kodesh, to his diary, his 40th birthday, was a time when he cried out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he wants to become a Jew, he wants to be Misgaya, he wants to convert to becoming a Jew. The mechaber of Schwartz has been teaching us that geyrus is not is, is not only, of course halachically geyrus can only take place with a with a guy who's wants to become a Jew. What the Rebbe was talking about, even though Rav Schwartz didn't bring the uh, didn't bring the the uh, what the Rebbe said, but what Schwartz is teaching us is that. As far as the neshal is concerned, to be to be to be a jewel means that the person has to undergo a complete and total change, a transformation in how he identifies himself, of whether or not he's living his life in the way of, I'm sorry to say, of Adam or of Esau In the with a connection to the nishana. Adam and Esau means that a person's Living and breathing the world of the Guf, Esav and Edom, as we know, Esav was given this world. Esav was given this world, and anybody who lives focused entirely or primarily on this world, on the world of Edom, on the world of Esav, on Adam Hazar, on the Guf, even though he acknowledges and recognizes that there's a neshama, but his life is a life of the Guf. Sadly, that's a world of of Edom and of Esau of course it's not with the cruelty with the anger with the violence of Edom of and Esau but that that Mabat that way of looking at life where I'm essentially a Guth with a Nesham that's the world of Esau the world of Edom. here's where the conversion must take place it's not just a matter and we'll learn more about this today it's not just a matter of a couple of uh, adjustments in our lives, we have to change f- from that way of life, from the way of a guf that has no neshama, to the way of Yaakov Avinu. the way of Yaakov Avinu is, the way of, the way of Yiddishkeit is to see oneself as a neshama as a neshama, that's melubeshes beguf, that's enclosed in a body, that's melubeshes beguf, and that's how Roshwartz Schwartz explains on Page pay. Let's just review that last paragraph. Kshinizbonyi b'marshall. On page pay, around 12 lines down. Kshinizbonyi b'marshall. Novin. Shahnim shalai pochus mize. Tzvichim anu lava shinuizahus mamashi. We have to go through a real change in our way of identifying ourselves. K'may goi ha'mizgayar. Sh'oeva shinui shal zahus me goi Of course, it's it's a marshal. It's not the same, but it's a, the marshal of the way that a goi who converts to become a Jew, it's not just some changes, it's entirely a different identity. When we want to change our way of thinking, our way of identifying ourselves, which is from, from the world of Chaymer, which is from the not of Yaakov. it's the world of Adam that Esav took, not Yaakov. To be mezah, to identify ourselves with Oylem Ruchani, it's It's the it's the closest we can get to trying. It's the closest we can get to comparing it to this Indian of a gayus of a guy who changes into a Jew. That it's possible such a thing to a person, before he goes down to the mikveh that he's that he's a guy, and when he comes up from the mikveh that he's a yid. That there could be such a change, the most miraculous thing in the world. The, the specific actions that that the guy, this uh, person who's preparing for conversion for garris, those specific actions that he has to that he has to uh, engage in in order for him to change to be a Jew. It only takes a few minutes. Some time. Later, if it's a, a girl, it's, it's just a tefillah mikveh. And a half hour later, everything's already done. But it's a miser that completely transforms his life. It changes his life. It's no longer the same person. It's no longer the same person. His relatives are not his relatives. Whatever he lived until then, it wasn't called life. It's a different person, a different life if you I think and unfortunately this is really how most how most leave the world we're talking only now to a of Jews who are already the person thinks that his entire tafkid, his entire goal objective purpose in life is to is to be mesakin maisel plonya mining. In other words, to to repair, to fix, to to plug up this hole, to paint over this crack, to add a little bit of a to add a little bit of a of color, a little bit of a a, a little bit of a mitzvah, a little bit of a minug to fix a little bit of a crack in my yiddishkeit. That there's something wrong with this particular mishnah brewer that I haven't been keeping that my way of my way of putting things on the blech, that needs to be fixed. That's true. My way of how I speak, as far as Shemir and I learned the Chavetz Khan, that's true. I have to make adjustments. There's no question. And, and adding nice and new things to my life, and my kima, my mitzvahs, and my alamakim, and my to take on, chumras that are healthy and that are realistic for me, to take on. There's no question that that's all beautiful. And the tzitzim of these are flowers in the crown Kivyochlav Any Anytime that a Jew does anything to to either patch up a hole in his in his Hashem or to add to add some more roses and flowers in his offerings of Avaid HaKadosh Baruch, there's no question that it's that it's a Givaldigya thing and then in Shamaim it brings Ruach. But a person has to be very careful not to think that that's the entire tachlis of his life is to walk around with some spackle, I think it's called. Right? That's what you use to patch up to, to walk around with the spackle and to look for a, another sieve cotton in the Mishaburu. Oh, this is this is what I this is what's missing from my life. It's true. I'm a Khleila, no one's saying that he shouldn't try to work on that. But if he thinks that's his entire tafkin in life. Maiseploini, maisei Mahseploi, or maisei Al Maini, that his whole tachlis in life is this maisei, or that maisei, he has to know. It's a mistake. Not to say that everything is fine and we don't have to spackle and paint and fix and add. That's of course. The Certainly, shaloi means things are not to say. That. There's no question. We have to do a lot of repair work. And we have to be careful to do whatever we can with, with all of the with all of the tiny little details of Halakha. Each person knows the bitterness of his own soul. Each person knows his own faults and his own deficiencies. And those areas of Halakha that are very much in need of repair, each person knows. Of course, it's hard for us to figure out, which there's so many things, but each person feels and he knows that that there are things in life, big things and small things, that he has to work on. If we use this marshal the model of gairis to understand this, which we must do, to what can this be compared? The gair. Have a fellow that he's studying all about Yiddishkeit, a guy, and he's excited, and he's met lots of wonderful. From Jews, and he wants to—he wants to take upon himself mitzvahs. He's all excited; he wants to be misguided. But instead of being misguided, he made this decision. And the elach Bahadraga This is a very big thing. He's right; it's a very, very big thing, Yiddishkeit. I'm going to do it gradually. In other words, there was never any ...bismillah. there was never any mikveh, and there wasn't the kabbalat ha'mitzvahs by dozen. But instead. He says on yelech Badraga, I'm going to do this gradually. A mitzvah achas. You know, today I'm going to do one mitzvah, today I'm going to put on sits. And Lamahraz mitzvah And tomorrow I'm going to do another mitzvah, a second mitzvah, one mitzvah at a time. Which we would say that in the way that the world works is not an unhealthy or r- irrational way of looking at things. But the problem is, as we all know, he's a very nice guy. He's very sweet and he has good intentions. And there's no question that if it would be a matter of practicing and getting into the getting into the rhythm of of becoming a Jew, but unless there's Geiras, unless there's a change in identity, unless there's a mila and a mikveh, unless there's a kabbalas hamitzvos. If there's no kevbas ha'mitzvah, if there's no, if there's no great cataclysmic change in the essence of who the person is, then it's clear that the ha'mitzvah v'yeshen shekam ein a shol mitzvah. Then the fact that he that he took uh, he took some uh, he took a pair of tefillin and he put on a shayyah and he put on a shorayish, it's very sad. But that's not a shayyah, it's not a sharash. He put on some straps. He's a mashiach. He put on some straps of an animal. He put up some things, some some parchment, some straps. It's not quilt film. I mean, of course it's a it's a film, but he wasn't a Mitzvah film. He wasn't a Mitzvah film because he's not a Jew. Because it never because the change never took place. So he's not a Jew. So Mimele ain't a taikir Shal Mitzvah. He's a nice guy, but he's not a taikir Shal Mitzvah. He a dying guy. He's still a guy. Mimele mitzvah say... Ain't an mitzvah. Look, the mitzvah is not a mitzvah. So of course, vaday shahamoshul moshul ain't a Now when we take this moshul of Gervis and we apply it to ourselves, of course, of course, you can't make an exact comparison. Why? Ki Yehudi shumakai mitzvah to or Ruchni. As I said before, any time that any one of us does the tiniest little thing, we're already yidn, we're yidn, that's who we are. I identify with I don't identify. if i mitzvah, I'm a Therefore, any time that I do any mitzvah, I'm careful with any halacha. Any time I'm careful and I, there's a shmira against any avera, there's no question that it's mam is shaking up all the ailments, it's a very big thing. Every single mitzvah has an oruchni, a spiritual light that it, that it accomplishes, it does something, there's no question. So as far as, as, far as comparing it to the goyus Mazgari, understand that it's different. The only point of using the Moshe of Gairus is to sharpen and clarify our understanding. The the process that is demanded, that is required of each and every one of us, especially, especially because unlike our ancestors. Even though our ancestors struggled desperately to survive, just to survive in this world, they saw themselves essentially as Yidden. Their thoughts, their words, and their actions—everything was Jewish. Everything was Yiddishkeit. They identified with the neshama. Again, not everybody, but to a larger extent, that's how they saw themselves. That's how they live. That's how they breathe. They breathe Yiddishkeit. When we meet old Jews, we still see that every gesture, every word. Every thought, every action is clearly identifiable as Jewish. They're yidden. Complete yidin. <clears throat> and the neshama, the chai neshama, is the essence of the person. Bizmanenu. Datke bizmanenu. More so than ever before, as we were learning last week, because of the tidal wave of chumiyas, of chaymer. How nowadays it's possible that a person puts on yarmulke and he and he his Shabbos, and and that makes him completely into a into an Orthodox Jew, and he identifies himself completely as an Orthodox Jew because he does a couple of mitzvahs and he stays away from a few and Because his mother was Jewish and his parents were Orthodox, and he sends his kid to yeshiva, and uh, and he goes to the Orthodox shul, and that that makes him into a, into a person who's who's a yid, who's an Orthodox Jew, who's a shomer mitzvahs. But at the same time, it could be buried under mountains, not mountains, mountain ranges of, Choymer, of Chumrius. It's not just a matter of, you know what, I, I, this fellow, the same fellow who's uh, under the mountain range of, Ch- of Chumrius, that this fellow now thinks, you know, what's wrong with my life is, what's wrong with my life is, I have to, I should start going to Daven uh, see. I'm going to go to Davan and shul every day. That's a terrific heroic thing, and the, and the rav and the rebbe should should hug him and kiss him, and, and his wife should be proud of him, and his children, everybody should be so proud of him because he's doing a gevul thing. There's no question it toil many things, but that's not that's not that's that's not the only thing. That's not the point. Good. Good. But the talish and me adam is and the zud. It's not just a matter of filling in that crack in his life. He was missing Sivar. Good, he's a good boy. He filled in that hole in his life and that's a Givaldig thing. But what's required of us nowadays is Elamahape Mahapach cult sura A means a revolution, a transformation. A Mahaphalt Sura Sakai So now the person Davin's in a minion. But that doesn't mean that his whole tzurah sechayim has been changed. That's a good thing in his life that he davenes with the minyan. But his whole tzurah sechayim is still a tzurah sechayim. That's not the tzurah of, of chayah nesham. It's not life of the nesham. It's not life with the nesham. Memela, there are thousands, there are thousands of other things in his life that he's brought down by, and there are many, many other mitzvahs that he's so far removed from. It happens that this particular one of davening the he was able to work on Baruch But we need now a ma'hapach b'chol tzura a complete and total revolution, a change. Ma'ashloma'adavadayme, to what can this be compared? Adam a person is driving along the road. He discovers, as all of us have discovered from time to time over the years of driving, that horrible feeling when first it starts to feel a little bit bumpy so you say to yourself it must be that there's some problems with the highway over here they must uh, maybe there's something that's not good over here that some bumps but then it keeps on going and then it starts to get louder thump, 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 thump. and then and then you start having people pass by and they're pointing and yelling at you and you understand that it's pancha time which means you have a flat tire so what does this person do he pulls over on the side hopefully if he's able to he pulls over on the side and if he's not Weinberger, then he takes out his kit. If it's Weinberger, he just stands there, looking like a lemurchel, davening, waiting for some for some handy person to pass by. Uh, he stands. He goes. He pulls over on the side. And the fire come brog him, He takes out his kit. He opens up his he opens up his trunk. Actually, I did do that a few times. And I don't want to be hard on myself. I did do that a few times. And he takes out the thing. And he starts to crank it up. And he and he uh, unscrews the tire. <clears throat> There were people that had races, how fast they could do such a thing, and I know that there are people that could do such a thing. Mamish in five ten minutes, machlev galgal, he changes his tire. That was another thing that I often had was the tire that was in my trunk it was also flat, but because <clears throat> I never changed, I never went to fix it to get a new one from the last time. But machlev galgal umam shichlan so the guy that has a, a flat tire, okay, so what did he do? He took out his he took out his thing if he has a kit or and he fixed it. And, He's out, and he's able to continue driving. He's fine. What happens? How different this is? If God forbid, we're not talking about a flat tire, but we're talking about a guy that hit a truck. He was in an accident with a truck. of and, and his car was smashed up against the wall. This is a whole different thing. So you can you imagine this guy, the car is crushed, thank God, thank God, with Nissan and the floor, the guy climbed out of his car, people are clapping, he got out of his car, he's alright, he comes out of his car, the only thing, the only thing that he was able to rescue from the car, the whole car was smashed and destroyed, he just come, He came out with a steering wheel, he just has a steering wheel, and everybody's clapping, and what does this guy do? The guy, the guy goes with the steering wheel, that's all he has, he takes the steering wheel, and he sits down on the highway, he sits down on the road, and he starts to steer so anybody that's sitting there would 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 be crying that even though he he looks like he's okay, but apparently something got loose over there, and he's not feeling well, and we have to take care of this fellow and help him out to get him to a hospital because he's sitting on on the concrete he's sitting on the concrete with with a steering wheel, but but the whole car is smashed and destroyed, so this person of course. The mistake that he's making is that he thinks that he just had like a little problem, that he had maybe a little flat tire, or there was some inion that went wrong with the car. But the truth is, is that, is that, all that's left of his car, all that's left of this car is a shell, is a burnt out shell. There's nothing that's left. Just the skeleton, the shell of the car. So there's nothing that he could do with this car. If he's lucky, he could sell maybe a few dollars, he can get for some metal. But there's nothing that he could do with this car. It's beyond repair. Each and every one of us has been in situations like that. When when I mean, I remember that the old car that I used to drive years ago that I, that I yashined my parents gave me an old Chevy Nova. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, there was such I don't know if they still make it, but there was a car, Chevy Nova. My father, from the time that he it, it was in America, first he, he bought only Ramblers. Then after Ramblers, which I still remember, though, the, I still remember a Rambler back like in 1962. Then my father started buying Chevy Novas. And that was the only car that he bought, Chevy Nova, Rambler, or Chevy Nova. And until till now, now it's, now it's very different. But then, So we had, this, we had this Chevy Nova. And, you know, there were so many times that I went that it had problems, that it would die in the middle, and it needed this, and it was the battery needed, and it had different things, and it had a, sometimes it was a rubber thing that connected this and that, the alternator, all different things, and each one was this amount of money, that amount of money. But it, and we had a very, very honest mechanic on 164th Street. But then it came to a point when the mechanic walked with me, and he put his arm around me, and he says, listen, Mosh, i got to tell you, I think it's time for a new car. It's just not. I, I'm trying. You know, I was trying to be. I did whatever I could for him, for you you're a little over here. This is a mitzvah. ready, you know, 12 years. I did whatever I could. It's time for shema. It's time to say to say vidui. It's finished. He's done. There's nothing to do for him anymore. And it's hard. A person, a person has to come to terms with the reality that somehow, in some way, I'm going to have to get a new car because it's not a matter of fixing this car anymore. Over all the years. You put a plug into the tire, you patch this up, you gave it a boost to the. It's ready for foul. It's not going anymore. And at some point, the mechanic tells you, You can't fix this. You can't fix this. It can't be repaired. Maybe you can get something from the insurance company. In Yaspik, if it's enough money, maybe you'll get enough money, and you'll be able to buy, you'll be able to buy a new car. maybe not. Then bank you'll have to take some money out of loan. one thing is clear: the the first car, the old car, nigmar, finished, it's done. He could be nostalgic. He could hang up pictures of his old car. He could he could put the he could put the fender and, and hang it on his wall. Also, whatever he wants. he has to start now a new time in his life. He has to move to something new in his life, a new car, something different. It's a very hard thing for us to accept. We'd like to think that in life, in our Yiddishkeit, in our Yiddishkeit, and our kite, in our beings, we'd like to think that there are some punches, that there are a couple of holes. Every now and then, things are going nice. I got a nice wife, got a nice kids, got a nice job, and a nice shul. Have a nice, everything's pretty nice. The house is okay. Everything is okay. And every now and then there's a, a certain thing that I was and I didn't think that it was something that I should have been in. I pull over on the road, I got a pancha, I got a little bit of a hole, I, try, I take out my kit from the trunk, I take out my kit from the trunk, and I fix, I take off that tire, whatever that was, that Aveira, that Indian, I take it off, I fix it up, I go back on the road, then I drive. We like to think that that's how Yiddishkeit is. But really, er what says that a person who's honest, a person who is looking at the pneus of who he is, has to realize, Unfortunately, we're not like the guy with the puncher. We're not like the guy with the flat tire. We're not the guy that that needs a boost for his battery. We're like the guy that's car was crushed up against the wall by the truck. Thank God we're still alive. But the truth is, nothing is left can you imagine a guy like that whose car was totally totally crushed and we see him trying to wrench open the trunk and he asks 10 people there to help him to pull open this mess and to get and they ask him what do you what do you have in the trunk you have uh, you left some some swarm there you, left, you have some jewelry there what do you have in the trunk she says no that's why i have my that's why i have my uh kit for fixing a flat tie don't you see i have here so they said to him, you no, don't have a flat tire, you have a flat car. The whole car is flat. A flat tire. So when you're trying to get out a kit from the trunk, there's nothing to fix over here. It means you need a complete and total new car. That's why Dobre Malach said to Rebbein Shalom, he asked him, we, we, we sing it all the time, we just have to think of what we're singing, we have to think of Dovramelech, what he said, how Dovramelech felt b'vayelov nasna navika, halmaise, what he say?" He said, he asked, Laif Tahar Berali Elikim. Laif Tahar, a pure heart, create for me. Berali. Not some people, they, they sing it, they think it's Barali. It doesn't mean that Hashem created for me a pure heart. He did, but I, I, he did that. I got into an accident with that, with that heart. It's, I, I ruined that heart. Torah was <laughs> asking Hakadish Baruch after the Maisha and his Madrig, whatever that was, with the he was asking i in the Nalaf his life to heart be I ask you to create for me a new heart. I don't know what to do. I look at I look at my life and and everything that I was and I see that it's a skeleton, it's a shell. I see that it's a burnt out, crushed, broken, useless machine. Thank God I got out of that accident. Thank God I've gotten out of it alive. A thousand times, a million times, you pulled me out of the wreck of my life. But I'm asking you, that this time, I need, I need something new. I have to change. Something new inside of me. What's new, what we're asking for is, until now, my entire Yiddishkeit was Yiddishkeit of a goof a goof that has a neshama, and as a goof, as primarily as a goof. So when something really bad happens, I think that I'm, I, so I I make a, I, I fix up the flat tire. But I'm really... I'm trying to be honest. And in this place of honesty, I have to, I have to admit that it's not a flat tire. It's an entirely wrecked life. It's a life of goof without neshama. I'm asking you, I want to be Misgaya like the Rebbe said. I want to convert. I want to change. I want to be new. I want something new. Something new. What's new? On the Shema. On the Shema, that's me On the Shema, of course, I want to live. I want to live and I'll take care of my body. But in the Shoma that's me baguf. beshes baguv. On the the one page, pe'alef, at the top of it, we've been, so, we've been so crushed and grinded and lost in the present mitsiyas of this world that we're living in that we don't even pay attention, we don't realize anymore what's happening to us. You don't realize what's happening to us. Kol hamitzis, he kolka chumis. Our time itzis is so chumis. Many times over the years, I mentioned. Many times over the years, I mentioned the Meisli with the halakivev Rebunim Pshischa. The Rebunam Pshischa, the Rebunim said, it was a, he was saying once at Yom Kippur that a when he comes to Yom Kippur he has to feel that he has his head on the guillotine. God forbid, and the execution is standing next to the gate and he's waiting for the order and he's about to let go and the blade is about to cut off the person's head. That's how he has to feel Erev Yom Kippur. So one of the cried out, but Rebbe, what happens? I don't feel that way. It's Avium Yom Kippur, I don't feel that, that way. So the Rebbe Bunim said, that's because they already cut off your head. In other words, you were already executed. That's what we're learning about, that it's possible for a person to be living and breathing it's possible for a person to be keeping Shabbos and eating kosher. It's possible to be paying tuitions to yeshiva and giving out millions of dollars to stock and to be a really good guy, a really good girl and to be doing all the things in life that look like they're right and we, as long as we have our our flat tire repair kits with us. But the emiss is that we were already executed, L'Aline. That, that even though we're, even though we appear to be alive, but as we learned how we define life, and as we've been speaking about, so even though we appear to be alive, and we're breathing, thank God, and we're talking, and we're, we're living, as far as how a living organism is is, is defined as being alive in this world, but Lamaisa, the Rebbe William said, the, ex- the execution of his job has already been done, and the head has already fallen off. And the Rebbe Buda was saying to this Chassid, if you don't feel that, if it doesn't hurt you, if you don't think about it, if you don't feel that pachad, if you don't see that, it's a simon that there's already been a there's already been a separation of the head of the neshama from the goof. That's what it means. The guillotine. What is the guillotine? The, the separation of the head from the goof, of the neshama from the rest of the person. What does that mean? That means death. When the neshama is cut off, when the goof and the neshama are separated when the guillotine does its job, God forbid, so then then the head is no longer is no longer connected to the is no longer connected to the to the goof. It and it's the and the Goof. That's death. Kala Mitsiyas, he call Ka Aaron Time it is so Khumristic, it's so goof. Everything's goof. Oh Mustafa B kriyas Alain a person satisfies himself knowing that he reads some nice Torah papers, you know, that they hand out and I just saw they have a lot of these things. Hashem, it's nice stuff that they have. They put in the shul on Shabbos. All these different these different groups and yeshivas that put out nice things, and Shavuot. And here in America too, people get uh, people get from the from the internet and other places. They have all kinds of pages. So a person thinks that he reads something nice. He reads a good, a nice, a nice interesting thing in the parsha and Shabbos. Maybe even more. Maybe he's fortunate and he pulls himself to go and he hears once a week a nice musashmooz, a nice, musa nice drosh he goes to hear once a week. There are certainly nice things in his life. But where's his life? He's walking around without a head. The execution already took place. What's he living? What's he breathing? What's his chiyas? Who is he? Does he identify with the goof? What does he look forward to? Does he look forward to davening? Or does he look forward to when davening is finished? The coffee or the danish after davening? Does he look forward to Yom Kippur? Or does he look forward to Noch Yom Kippur? Let look forward to learning, let us look forward to closing the Gemara. What does the person live? Who is he? What's his chis? Is? is he a yid? Is he a yid? Has he converted? Has he undergone this gay to become the gay that the Pisetzna was crying about? We're going to learn throughout the Sefer. That when a person undergoes this conversion, this transformation into a Yid, so then all the other things become infinitely easier. All of the flat tires, you don't have to even get out of the car, and you don't, have to, you don't have to open the trunk, you don't have to take out a kid, you don't have to call the AAA. Everything, everything, you don't have anywhere near the same amount of flat tires. The road becomes much smoother. When a person's Zihui is different, when his Zihui, when his way of identifying himself is different, how much easier it is to keep all the tiny details in your discount. How much more carefully it is. How much easier it is not to get angry, not to scream, not to be lazy. How much easier it is to have Shalom To speak in a good way to one's children. When a person is living with the neshama, because it's the goof that wants to scream. Right? The body wants to scream. The neshama wants to talk to the child in a nice way. The body wants to scream. It's the goof. it's the goof that wants to sleep all the time. It's the neshama that wants to always be awake. It's the goof that wants to say some lashnhar about a person. It's the neshama that wants to say what a tayriyid, what a special Jew the other person is. It's a matter of, of conversion. shil hamamutsa. Unfortunately, the reality of an of the average orthodox person. I was talking about shemimitzas. The mitziyas shil adam The reality of the the average person, it's not a matter of pulling over on the side and fixing a flap. There's been a, a wreck. Something is very, very far. Something from, a, from very long ago went off course. That's when we ask Hashem, Says in the Svarim, doesn't mean shuvah shleima. Okay, in Halakh it was defined as shuvah shleima. The Rambam, Shuva Shuvah, the Rav Yainer. But shuvah shleima means that understanding that shuvah doesn't mean doesn't mean uh, plugging up some pipes and spackling some, some of the walls. That shuvah shleima means means something entirely new, something different. So now. At this point, inside every healthy person there's a little part that says that that the mechaba here and the mechaba here which of course is not saying anything his own, he's just saying over with. But the mechaba here is being a little bit hard on us. It's being a little bit hard on us. And there's a natural there's a natural need for a person to defend himself. Especially if his entire life is being is being uh, attacked. Maybe if a person feels that someone says to him, you know, there's something, a little bit of an adjustment you need to make to turn the switch a little bit to the right, so then everybody can smile and say, thank you so much for your good advice, I appreciate it. But if someone comes over to you and says to you that your whole life, you know, is, is completely a wreck, you have to have a new life. So that person, that person, you feel that that person is being unfair. And it's natural that you should become very defensive about that. You know, like someone comes and tells you... They didn't tell you that, uh, you know, your hair is parted in the wrong, way. so you should maybe part your hair differently, or maybe this is a little bit like that. Or like, uh, they're telling you that your whole sees, is not a mitzvah. So that we understand that at that point in the, in the discussion that it's natural for a person to become defensive. And what do you do when you become defensive? Then you engage in a very, very remarkable malach. It's an art that... Teenagers have perfected, but adults are not too bad it either. It's called making excuses. Excuses. Making excuses. So Adam, the middle of the page, Ain Lizman, person says, I don't have time." Rabbi, I know what you're saying. You're saying that I. I, I you're saying that I have to be different. I don't have time. Yes, Leisha, I'm married. You love them, have a family, talk panasa. So we say to that person, we answer that person, hakol You're hundred percent right. Everything you're saying is right. now the schedule you're describing is accurate. And you're way down, it's true. You're very busy, you're very busy with the with the wife and with the children, and It's true. I'm a I'm a to walk in this, be compared. a person's in a hospital. He has, God forbid, a terrible, terrible sickness in his kidney. Either you get a transplant. I guess you need a maybe a dialysis or transplant. And that's going to cost thirty thousand dollars or within two months, my friend. I'm sorry to tell you, Atamais. You're, you're finished. You're dead. Atamais. Well, I'm sure no doctor would say it in such a way. He would say it in a nicer way, like the, the remember the old joke that uh, this is one of the one of the first ones I can remember enjoying. It was in the army base. there was a fellow over there that uh, it turns out that the enemies were were bombing different places and the the sergeant over there lined up all the guys and there was one guy there, Johnson, that unfortunately because of the bombing that his wife, Laura Laney, was killed in the bombing, Johnson's wife was killed and they asked they they called up from the city they called up the sergeant that he should that he should try in a sensitive, nice way to let Johnson know that his wife passed away. So the sergeant lines up all the soldiers, uh, and they're coming up when they they're lined up, and he, and the sergeant goes over them. He says, "All married, all married men, step forward." Uh, uh, Johnson, not so fast. <laughs> so that's a more compassionate way of trying to tell Johnson that something has gone wrong in his life. Something's terrible in his life. So the doctor puts his arm around this ear and he says, Rebid, I'm going to tell you something. Either you come up with a $30,000, or you're finished. So now what does the chayla start to do? Now the doctor's saying the same thing. Basically, the doctor's not telling him that you need that you need, uh, you need some procedure, you have a problem with the ear, you need to fix the, the tube of your ear, or you have something, you have a cold, you need to take uh, some medicine. What the doctor is telling him is that you you should know that your whole you don't you don't have a flat tire, you have, you have your kidneys failing, your whole the whole car the whole system is finished. Two months, finished, no more. So, you become the person who tries to defend his life, and he says, "My matziv is very hard. meaning I can't get. I don't have thirty thousand dollars. I don't have wealthy relatives and chutzlards." I don't have I don't have money like that to be able to get thirty thousand dollars to pay for a kidney. have <laughs> mason. You have no there's no possibility there's no possibility for you to get thirty thousand dollars, then you die. there's no Gmilaschested, Shmechalik Slay Shamel he does there's no there's no kidney g'mach, uh, or there's no $30,000 in, uh, in the charity fund. The state is not going to pay, the government's not paying for this. Zemash thus is das. Tachlit, decide, the doctor says. Either you find a way to gather together that amount of money, Umam Hashem and with God's help, you'll be able to continue living. <speaking in Hebrew> so you're going to die, God forbid. So the guy says, but, I, but it, you know what is it? I'm going You tell me, I should go to chutzpah and go knocking on people's doors and go like a like like a schnorrer to go begging for people. The doctor says, I understand you have pride and it's a hundred percent good excuse. You don't have thirty thousand dollars. Your relatives don't have thirty thousand dollars. You you're embarrassed. You have pride. I understand all of those things. You have to take care of your wife and show them they need you here and there to sell. You can't go to Chutzal. I understand all of that. The doctor's saying you have very good excuses. I'm not talking to you about how, I'm just telling you. The Mitzvah is if you don't get $30,000, you're finished. Call this, it's not Slujois, all of the guys' excuses. Call it to all of the that he comes up with. Afil Hashem ashamed The excuse are 100% good. 100% right. He has a wife and children he's got to take care of over here in to He has uh, pride. He never took a penny in his life that wasn't that he didn't work for. Amos. He doesn't have any relatives that have money. Amos. He doesn't even know how he's going to get to afford to A 100%. The problem is that even though he has all these excuses, but lahachios aysai hemlo yichayu. But all of those excuses are not going to change the bitter reality that's going to happen two months from then, which is two months from then the guy is never going to be leaving the world. He's going to be dying, even though the excuses are all legitimate excuses. One of the fellows told me after the shiur on Shabbos that they, that, they, that they say there's a guy, there's a guy that he was going by. You know, when you come to a a, a, a crosswalk or something, when you come to an intersection. So there's a din that the pedestrian has the right of way. That's a din, that the pedestrian has the right of way. So this guy, this guy went, the Taikiv, you know, and he's a pedestrian. So he's walking, uh, there are cars going that are ignoring the law, but this guy goes with tekifas, and he walks, he, he knows that he has the right of way. So what happens? The guy walks right into the intersection. So two days later, a day later, on his matseva, so on his tomb, on the stone, it says, it says his name. Here, here lies uh, Joseph, uh, whatever, David, so-and-so. <coughs> he had the right of way. <laughs> but it lies, it says it on the that He had the right of so way. No, so he had the right of way. So he had good excuse. He had a good, he had good excuse. The excuse was, in other words, his wife is sitting there crying. And they're, they're scraping him off the street, and his wife is crying. And the last words the guy said is, I had the right of way. You had the right of way. It was a good excuse. You're 100% right. A pedestrian has the right to walk over there, but but there were cars coming, there were things going on, so even though you had even though you had an excuse, there were good excuses, but the mitzvahs was that you were going to die. That's the mitzvahs. You could take out a whole book of terusim, a whole book, an encyclopedia of terusim. They said teenagers have. The, such terutsim, you, you have to. Have, you see how your child, if they would use a little bit of that creativity in school, or in writing, or something like that, or in learning, it'd be mamish was in and vilnogains with the terutsim. I mentioned the other day that that I had. This goes back in my say already, twenty-five, thirty years ago. That there was a, there was a boy, there was a boy in, in class who was teaching the seniors, teaching the gemara, and there was this one boy that it was always very schwach, When it came to tests, it was always very, very hard for him to get uh, double digits on a test and uh, and I, I said we look we had finished I used to give if the two three block I would give uh, it was getting a lot ready a lot and I would give a I would give them a test and I and I announced that two weeks from today we're having a bikini we're having a gemara test and I see this boy's name is label I see that label is already like shaking his head at this you know so I said is there I said label is there a problem two weeks as well is there a problem two weeks from now so he said, two weeks in said, my cousin is making a bris. So, so while he, as the words came out from his mouth, so all the guys were already laughing. And then he studied. He said, I mean, uh, a chasna. He's making a chasna. So he says, two weeks. He's making a bris in two weeks. Your cousin. That's a pretty good thing to. a pretty good thing to plan out a bris. To plan out a bris two weeks. It's not sluyos. You're gonna fail the test. Words, even if it's true that your cousin could make it in two weeks from now, that he's planning out such a, a, an interesting thing. And even if it was the case, you want to say that it was a nidcha that, uh, 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 that it was pushed off, and the doctor said it, so you could, even if you made a good recovery. But l'mayse, you know, label it, that by, ta, that by that you know that you're going to fail. You're going to fail. If you don't work at it, if you don't prepare, if you don't try, if you don't do what you have to do, you're going to fail. So all the safest all terutzim there's a there's a whole book of terutsim. Of course, they're terutsim, but none of the terutsim are going to help this guy with a kidney problem to live. terutsim, chayim terutsim af echad None of the terutsim in the world are going to help you cross through the intersection or, or, or survive without a kidney. Or pass a test without learning, without studying. So they could it could say in your mitzvah, you had the right of way. It means you had legitimate excuses. So on the mitzvah, it could say, He had a wife and kids. That's why he lived that's why he lived a life buried under Chaimah. He had a wife and kids. He had to he had to work very hard to pay for his mortgage. All those things will say. Not only that, I feel him you them even if the guy has a package. Of terutzim of uh, of excuses why he uh, he spent his whole life identifying with chaimer, <coughs> with a, with the goof but I feel feeling only that, but bezn Shamali Yachtim the, the bezn Shamala signs the highest court in Shemaim which knows the truth signs what stamps that it's true the guy had a big mortgage it's true he had a wife that had expensive tastes and he had children that all kinds of things like that and <clears throat> and it's and it's and it's signed and sealed by the Rebbein Shalom himself for the Besan Shomala. So what does it say? Underneath the place where the and Shomala signs, Amis, 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 check, 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 check. Wife, children, this, check, check, check. Didn't have a strong head, didn't have this, couldn't do that. Everything is check. So what does it say afterwards? Meis, He had the right of way. And he died, B'Yaishe. He died, he died, he died, he was right, B'Yaishe, he was right when he died. But he died. When he was right when he died. He had the right of way. <inaudible> he was correct. He was right. <clears throat> he did have to work. He was preoccupied with the family. He was right. <inaudible> if all of those things of life, took him away from that truth of who he is, which doesn't depend upon hours and time. That's why I was annoyed. It must be my fault and that I didn't explain this properly. That already this morning, so, you know, last night I got a call from somebody that heard the Shian Shabbos, and he wants to know that he's, he doesn't want to be a nice. He's a bigelachid. He doesn't want to be somebody who's dead. So he wants to know if I could talk to him about maybe how many more hours he could learn with his schedule. So I said to him, I said to him that that's not the point. Of course you could learn more hours. Everybody could try to learn more, but you know, maybe you can not learn more hours. Maybe you talk to have a very hard schedule and there's no more room for learning your schedule. That's not what we were learning. It's not a matter of whether you have an hour or three or five. It's a question of who you are, and you missed the point, because I didn't explain it, I guess. But you missed the point. It's, we'll talk about about how you can learn more during the day, but that's not the nekuda ha'primis. The nekuda ha'primis is that even if it's not true, and your day is overwhelmingly busy, and you don't have the kreiches to put in more time and learning, and you're doing the best you can, but your whole life might still be that you're living with uh, fixing flat tires. And now you're asking me after all that we learned, can we fix another flat tire? That's what you're asking me. You're asking me, so can I add another half hour to my life and learning? Of course, you do what you can. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Of Mitzvahs Ein lo Because you could still add another half hour to your life and you're still a shtick You're still a good for that in the shum. You're still, you're still, your head was still chopped off by the guillotine. But now it's a half hour... No, but you're still, you're still, you're still, without the neshama. You're still living in, in that way that you 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 identify yourself with the goof. But now this goof has another half hour. That's not the point. So the guy, the guy that reads the papers on the Shabbos table, so now he gets, so now he, he does two papers on the Shabbos table. He doesn't only really read the one that comes from from this yeshiva. He reads another paper comes from the other yeshiva. Okay, that's good. Now he reads two precious things. That's good, but that's not the point. That's not the point. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean. If a mitsiyas in a look nice as a a You can't acquire life. You can't become alive in a way which is the mishpachah of life. The opposite. the A person can walk on his head maybe half a minute. If you want to walk on your head for half a minute, maybe you can You could succeed. kavul But to live in a way that's not life. In other words, being on the head is not is not life. You can't live on your head. You could maybe, a half minute, you could do that. But you can't, it's not, it's a Chaim. You can't live that Kavua. Nobody can think like that. You can't live like that on your head. That's the, our Metzies is walking in our heads. It's not a Metzies, it's not a life. In the language of Chazal, this is called, Eilum Hafech I saw an upside down world, this world is upside down. The the world up there, the world of, of the Nishram is Ilam boror Raisi. I saw a clear world. The world of the Nishram is. The world of the guf is. And it's a, and a person can't live upside down. I what do you mean I'm alive and I'm well? So you already spoke about you're dead while you're alive. So you're walking on your head. A person can't walk on his head? You can't. The difference is that physically, when you walk, in, your head, the blood goes there, and you start to get sick, and you fall down, and you say, "Finished." But the way that Rebbeinu Shalom made us is that we can walk in the olam HaFuch mamish. We can, we can, we can live in this world as, in a way of an ha'peycho, and we don't feel it because it's not something physical that you feel. Ha'kol kan HaFuch, everything is upside down. America instead of the nesham of the soul. Being the center and the focal point of one's life, and the body is uh, is a, a light garment that you use in life. Instead of that, the Metziah see how is the The is is the opposite of that. What? My body is the center of my life. My physical interests and needs is the center of my life. And what's my neshama? My neshama is a delicate, nice, extra garment that I wear. A person feels that I'm doing a favor. If I come once a week to a Shia, whoa, I'm a hero. I'm, I'm doing him such a favor. I'm, I'm such a great person and I'm going once a week. Again, it's a chashev thing to go to a shi. It's not the point. Just like it's a chashev thing for this guy to, to learn more in his day. That's not the point. Or to fix this or to do this minute. It's not the point. That feeling that a person has, nobody says to himself, I'm doing a favor to the b'erilam, I'm doing a favor to the b'erilam. But let's face it. Much of our this guys live in such a way. All right, all right, the b'erilam, I'll go... This gives you Nachosvuch, I'll do your teir. I know you've been God for so many years, and it's not such a good business these days. And there aren't too many uh, Shem mitzvahs going around in the world. There are only a couple of us left. I felt bad. I feel guilty. My, my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, are all very religious. So here you go. Here's a, here's a Shia for the week I'm going to. Or here's a, a mitzvah. Here's a Shmira from a certain neveh. I'll do the branch from a taiva. We don't say that. We don't think like that. But that's what it is mitzvahs. The whole Yiddishkeit could be like that. It's the opposite of mitzvahs. I never, I never met a person who's eating a piece of cake Thursday night, uh, Thursday, and he says, "Never saw a guy that eats one piece of cake on Thursday and says, 'Rachashem, I'm yaitze.'" And I, was like, I took care of my goof. I gave my goof a piece of cake and now I'm right Yitse I could focus on everything else in my life. Never saw a person say such a thing. Why is that? Why is that? It's possible why that is. Since a person lives with his goof and sees his goof as that part of his life that is most hungry and most deserving and in need of nourishment. Therefore the same person that had the piece of cake at eight o'clock on Thursday but by by twelve o'clock it could be he's scratching around looking everywhere in the kitchen to see if there's another piece of cake. Why can't he say it? I did I, I was Yai Say? I had my weekly cake, like that person has I had my weekly Shia. I had my weekly Avaida. So why can't he have his weekly piece of cake? Madua? why not? We know why not. Kihu Royv. He's Royv, he's hungry. He's hungry. And since he identifies with his guv, He's always sensitive to the, to the feelings of the goof. He's sensitive, my body is hungry, so therefore I feed my body. That's only with food. There are other things that the body is hungering for, and the person feels the pain of that hunger of the body. And, he, and sometimes he indulges the body, or he becomes upset if he can't indulge the body. But the bottom line is, is that he is always, always attuned to the body's needs. And therefore, when the body is hungry, the person, ident- since he identifies with the body, he says, I am hungry. I am starving for food or for some other type I am hungry. I am hungry. What do you mean, I? Your body is hungry. No, I am hungry because that's who I is. Now that's incorrect. That's who the person is. He is his body. And since He's always attuned to what his body's saying. His body's saying to the "Uncle, you're hungry." So he says, "I am hungry. I am hungry." The I is my body. I am hungry because he's always hearing what the body's feeling. Therefore, he could be like this. Uh, he could be like this idealistic guy, and he could say, "One piece of cake." That's fine for me. I'm all I'm taken care of. I don't need anything till Shabbos. I'm fine. I had a little bit to eat Thursday night. I'm fine till Shabbos. He could say that. He could say that he was De dechayvasei. But you can't fool anybody with that. You can't fool. Maybe you can fool other people, but yourself, you certainly can't fool, because your body is screaming an hour later. Another piece of cake. Another taiva. <laughs> Your body, your body, the body even can make sounds there. You say, my stomach's talking to me. I need another piece of cake. I need something to eat. And therefore the person eats. If you would feel the hunger of the neshama, the way that we feel the hunger of the guf, when a person lives in the neshama, the way that the Halakha Rebbe of Lady which I said to you just a few weeks ago, when the Halakha Bedichshim, the used to fast two days Yom Kippur without without eating in between. Bedichshim fasted because he was worried about at the Yaima. He was worried about the deraiyos of Yom Kippur, and therefore he didn't fast. To, he he didn't eat or drink two days straight Yom Kippur. And when they were walking back from Shul Yom Kippur after 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 Yom Kippur, they were walking back at night. And everybody was, everybody was, of course, was in an excited and good mood, aside the rochnies, also they're going to eat. So the Vedic so the was saying the whole time, oi, am I hungry. Oi, I'm so hungry. That's how he used to walk back from shul. And then everybody, the family, they would go into the house, everybody would come, and the Rebson had right away everything there, the coffee and the uh, cakes and everything. And the Vedic used to go into the other room, and he would say to, he would say to one of the Eniklach, go bring me a masech, de sukkah. And they brought a masech, to the Gemara sukkah. And he would open up the Gemara, and he would start the first mission, oi, is this kid. This is Gishma. Oh, is this delicious? This Mishnah is so good. This Mishnah is so good. I didn't learn the whole day as kippah. The Mishnah is so good. And that's what the B'Ditchivah ate. He finished Masech the Sukkah the night afterwards, and then he would go and put something into the ground for the Sukkah. He learned the whole Masech the Sukkah at night, and then he would go and make tea, and then he would start to build the Sukkah. I, if a person would feel that hunger, if a person would hear what the Nisham is saying, when we, that God forbid, when, we don't, when we're not learning, when we're not learning, when we're not davening, when we're not, when we're not thinking about the Rosh the Neshama is saying, maybe a piece of cake. The Neshama a piece of cake, meaning maybe a taisis, maybe a Rebbe Kiv Ege, maybe a Maybe it's a good brach or something. The Neshama is asking, is so hungry, the Neshama is crying out. If we would live with the Neshama, like the Tzaddikim, we would feel the hunger of the Neshama. We would be attuned to its crying, to its calling out for food, for the food of the Neshama. That's what it means. Then we've solved all of the problems of life. Our problem is that we're listening to the chaim we're living in the chaim in the Guth. And we identify with that. Each person thinks my problem in life, my problem in life, is the internet. My problem in life is, what am I going to say now? What's the other big problem in Yiddishkeit these days? This last few months we discovered that there's a big problem in Yiddishkeit. Leper Schmelzer. Leper Shmelze is the main problem in all of Yiddishkeit. That's why I'm not a religious Jew. It's because I once saw Leper Schmelzer jumping around on a stage, and because of that I don't have Yerusha mine. And Leper Shmelze is the greatest danger to our generation. Right? I I have a particular problem. I have a certain problem. My problem is, I have, there's a girl at work, there's a, there's a girl at work, I don't know what to do to so her. This is my problem. It's true. For this guy, the girl's a problem. For the other guy, it could be that, even though Lippa Shmeltz is not the problem for a person, it could be that it's not good for him to go to listen to, go watch a show by that guy, by that Leaper. Could be. And that's something each person in his madrug has to overcome. But if you think that that's your problem, that the problem is... That because they thought of making an internet, and that's why you're that's why you're going to go to Gehenna because of an internet. That's not why you're going to Gehenna. You're not going to Gehenna because they made an internet. It's not this problem. It's not this hole. It's not this crack. It's the overall picture of who you are that you're living with the Chaimer. If you're living with an the Neishamer, then the internet has no attraction for you. Or you could just go on for work to do what you need to do, and you don't you don't ever ever wander with that little with that little sherets. What's it called? The mouse, the sherets. You don't wander with the sherets that it doesn't go... They even call it a a mouse. They call it a sherets. They call it a sherets. You don't wander with the sherets that it shouldn't go with a little arrow pointing to something that a Jew should never ever see with his eyes. You don't have such a type. You're not living in that place. It's not not for you. It's not for you. Like I said the other week that, that he used to say, it is said in one of Dr. Tursky's books how he used to say to the how his father used to say when, the, when when the children in the house if somebody did something bad even if it was very bad the father would always say it's pasnesh he didn't say it's bad it's wrong he said it's not becoming for a person like you it's pasmish. it doesn't become you it doesn't become you a person who lives in the neshama and his hunger is a neshama hunger so then he doesn't he doesn't the same way the goof. If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if a person, God forbid, is very, very thirsty, he doesn't go and drink salt water. Are you crazy? If you're very thirsty, you don't drink salt water, that doesn't take care of your thirst. A person who's in the is hungry, if a person who's in the is thirsty, he doesn't go, God forbid, to look at something bad on the internet. So we're gonna keep on pulling out more wires and knock down and break machines. That's not the terrorists. If you think that's the problem. Or oh, we're going to find the lipa of the world and we're going to take away the microphones from them and then we're going to make them, we're going to make them, you know, do truth and come back humble and singing a, and singing a different, you know, way. you know, that's not... That's not the problem. Hasheni he says, This guy has one bayah, This guy has one problem. Everybody has, he has this problem, he has that problem. Everything is right. Again, here lies the, here lies the guy that had the right of way. I this But underneath all of that, you're not getting to the problem. Underneath all of these different reasons and problems and excuses and issues, which are all true, is what? Our is not the that it has to be. We push it. Have to be misguided. We have to change. We have to convert. We have to. We have to ask for a new life to the happen Rahli Alakim. We should be Zark each and every one of us. We're coming we're already living in those days. That the hunger is not for bread and the thirst is be for what A Kimla Hashem, but to hear that to hear the Baishal. To hear the Bahisham doesn't mean that we have to wait for Meshiach to come should be soon. To hear somebody calling to us from a mountaintop, to hear the Dvar Hashem is to hear from inside of ourselves the Neshama, not the stomach is rumbling and grumbling, but the Neshama, the Neshama is rumbling, the Neshama is asking to be to be treated with with all of the delicacies that that Yiddishkeit has to offer us. We should be zeicher Hashem to hear that Dvar Hashem. We should be Zerche to nizgay and to be arde Hashem. The be to be to see the Gullah Shamba and on the